Hey, Camille. <laughs> hey, Heather. What's up, girlfriend? What's up, girl? What's going on? Cold is, as they say, a booty hole up here in Texas. I know. I know. It's like 10 degrees or something. Yep. It's 10 degrees currently, which is cray cray. Yeah. It's been freezing for three or four days and it's going to be freezing for another three or four days. So this is unheard of. Wow. Or to continue 2020 language, this is unprecedented. (laughs) I know. If I never hear that word, pandemic, amongst a whole bunch of other words, I will be a happy camper. I'm so finished with those words. It's the worst word ever. (laughs) It's been a minute since we recorded, Heather, so I'm really happy to be back here with you. I know, samesies. We haven't recorded in a few months. Took a little bit of a break for the holidays. We both have a lot of stuff going on, but now we're back. We're back. Better than ever. Did we start this kind of the same time last year? We started recording in April. Okay, so kind of. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, anyway, like I said, I'm glad to be back and we're just going to keep it moving like we always do and be really irreverent and inappropriate, but also super smart because that's what we are. (laughs) Exactly. And thank you to our seven dedicated listeners. Thank Half you. of which are related to us. But Thank that's you. Fine. Thank you so much, <laughs> seven dedicated listeners. I feel like if we can get to eight, which is like one of my favorite numbers, I'll feel so excited. Exactly. Eight is my favorite number of all time. It, it's mine too, but I didn't want to say that because it's like, what if, you know, people try to like sneak and like use it like as passwords and stuff? But thanks, Heather. <laughs> is that really right? your favorite number though, for reals? Right. So before I was married, my first and my last name started with the letter H, eighth letter of the alphabet. I was born the eighth month of the year in 1978. So how do I have a choice? Well, the number eight is infinity. It keeps on going. Same. So mine is kind of the same, you know, August, eighth month, 78, blah, blah, blah. But I had a really great time when I was eight years old. Like I had the best birthday when I was eight. And same, like the number eight just it's it looks great. Like whether it's like written like very symmetrically or asymmetrically, it's awesome looking. It's just an awesome number. And multiples of eight I also really enjoy. I like the number 16. I like the number 24. <laughs> so... I enjoy a nice 32. I enjoy a 32 as well. 32 is a great multiple of eight and 48 as well, but it also has, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we were destined to be friends. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So crazy. So today we are going to talk about retail experiences. When you kind of were thinking this would be really interesting to talk about, like, why? Why? Um, so I'm I'm just I'm a naturally like curious person. I always want to know like why people do the things that they do, why they change doing what they were doing in the past, just people's just behavior in general, not anybody specifically, just society in general. Yeah. And um January 15th, I remember it I, I remember the day because I had a dentist appointment. So after my dentist appointment, I was like doing a little shopping around the area. 
And I ended up having this like very long conversation in a furniture store with this guy who, you know, he said he had worked in retail for like 20 years and he was just like chatty and I'm chatty. And we ended up talking about like how the retail experience has changed in the past year Mm -hmm. and all of like the weird stuff that people do just in general with retail, specifically with him with like shopping for furniture or other home goods because this particular furniture store, they sell like lamps and like kitchen products. I don't want to say the name of the store. It's a little bit more than furniture, but the area he deals in is primarily in furniture. And he was telling me how people were intentionally buying things with the express intent of returning them. And why did he say that was? Or He thought that it was because people needed to have a sense of like power. These very uncertain times, people feel powerless. That was his own theory. And to be honest, I've never worked in retail, so I couldn't like agree or disagree with him. I tried to get hired by The Gap once and they wouldn't accept my application. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh at you about that. I I don't mean to laugh at your expense, but but I am sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, We'll maybe go back to that later. So Here's the thing. I think that's very unusual for people to return home decor and accessory items slash furniture. I know it's probably more the accessory items. I think that is very odd. And I've never really heard of that. Clothing, yes. But I have a theory that maybe it's like influencer type people doing that. What's my what's my 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 girl's name now is Jenna. I, I gave up on Gail. So Jenna, I don't see Jenna from the block, you know, going into, you know, a store with the initials like a WS, maybe figure out what that is. And like, let me go get a marble pastry tray and then like returning it. I mean, you know, I just don't see that. But if Jenna is getting this marble pastry tray for the gram, like to take pictures of, you know, Maybe like she decided, you know, she's working with Pillsbury or something and she's got to roll some crescent dough and she uses this pretty marble pastry board. Maybe she used it once and then returned it. I don't know. I just think that's so weird that people would return those type of items. I thought that it was super weird too. I I was expecting him to say something like people acting weird in the store or maybe I phrased the question because I was thinking of buying a piece of furniture and like a really wild pattern. I figured that he would say something like, yeah, people care less about what other people will think about their home stuff because nobody comes into anybody's house anymore. Yeah. But that wasn't the answer I got, but the answer I got was very intriguing. So Very. I mean, that the only that's the only theory I have is that is it's influencer type of people. I just don't – who is returning furniture? They just want to – let me buy this because you're supposed to during quarantine and try it out. But now I feel guilty because of quarantine, so let me return it. I don't know. Maybe. I think that's so odd. But I want to hear about, like, boots on the ground. What is it like to work in a retail store? Man, well, for me, it's been years. I mean, so many years. 
20 years to be exact since I worked in retail. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I worked a few retail jobs. The longest retail job I had was at Urban Outfitters, which I really, really enjoyed. But it was a really like creative space. I worked closely with the visual merchandiser. She was super cool. They just had a very particular like way of doing things in their company. And it was just really cool. I also worked at Nordstrom for a hot minute. That was very traditional retail, very commission based and highly competitive. I also worked at BB. Do you remember BB? I worked a lot of retail, Heather. <laughs> B-E-B-E? Yes. Do you remember BB? I worked oh, yeah. there. It yeah. was so competitive. Like I didn't last long there because I'm, that's just not, I'm not like a salesy type of person. And literally like I, probably my first or second day there, I remember there was this other girl who worked there and I remember she kind of had, she was very like bohemian looking and she did not look like a typical like BB person, right? Because BB had more like a lot of black, right? A lot of like sexy cuts and, you know, I mean, obviously they had a decent like mix of types of clothing. But when you think of BB, you think of like stuff you wear to the club or something like that. Anyway, right, right. she was very like bohemian-ish looking, long brown flowy hair. But she was like the top salesperson. I mean, anytime somebody walked in that store, she like was on them like a tarantula on a baby rat or whatever. I, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I assume tarantulas eat baby rats. So anyway, she was just like, so like, ugh, and I just wasn't like that. I just didn't last long there. Cause you know, I'd be like, Hey, <laughs> you know, to people walking in, can I help you? And if they're like, no, thanks. I'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, if they need help, I'm there, but I'm just not a pushy kind of salesy type of person. And in some of those places, you kind of needed to be. Nordstrom was a little bit like that. I also, <laughs> here's, okay, here's a funny story about my first job in retail. It was at a little store called, should I, should I say it? I don't know. I guess Express. And it was in Valley View Mall which was here in Dallas. Is um, Valley View Mall still around? I heard it closed. I think it closed and is going through like a kind of like a metamorphosis and changing into a whole different kind of like urban vibe thingy. So I'll but have to do some research. Back in the day, Valley View Mall was like the mall to work at. Yeah, it was the cool mall. It was like it Galleria. Was the cool mall. Yeah, yeah, Galleria was the fancy mall, which was fun to go to, like for certain type of stores and you know ice skating. But Valley View was just where everybody could go. It was like the cool mall for for the North Side people, right? Right. So, um, so I worked there, and I was sixteen, and I worked there with a friend. I'm not going to say her name. Really good friend, and we both got jobs there at the same time. <laughs> And this is how horrible of a teenager I was. We were, we had like worked there for a while. It was maybe like a month or month and a half into it. And we were just kind of like over it this one day. And we called, we called our bot. We were both, both working or either, either one of us was working and the other one was scheduled to work later or something like that. Anyway, we, we called out, somebody called out that day and was like, 
I'm sick. Well, we still went to the mall to like go shopping. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, and our manager saw us walking around and we were like, oh, hey. <laughs> I feel better. Hey. <laughs> I can't even really remember exactly what we told her, but she confronted us. I mean, she's a manager. Manager's going to be like, excuse me, what are you doing? I don't even remember. I think we we were teenagers. We, yeah, we were probably a little bit under the influence of something, maybe walking around the mall. <laughs> Just dumb. Uh-uh. So that needless so to funny. say. We no longer worked at Express after that day, but that did not stop my retail career. <laughs> I worked a lot of retail. And I mean, I liked it as long as it wasn't like super competitive selling, like non-commission, retail floor, help in the fitting rooms, do all that stuff. That's my jam. Commission-based, not my jam. So for the average shopper, is there a way to immediately tell if someone working the floor of a retail establishment is being paid on commission or if they're just like hourly, whatever? Is there uh, a way to tell? I think so. I mean, I think if someone is maybe like m- make sure – I mean, you, you're supposed to make sure you give them your name anyway, but like – they make sure you have their name and maybe they say their name over and over again because um, they want you to tell someone at the register, this person helped you, right? And they make sure to give you the fitting room by themselves. Like there's different, like some stores, they have people working the fitting rooms, right? Or it's just some, they have different, you know, kind of managerial styles at different stores. But I would say that just... If a salesperson is very like, and I don't want to use the word clingy because that's what they're supposed to do is kind of like focus on, you know, the customer. But I would say if they're kind of like clinging to one customer at a time and very forward with suggestions that maybe you didn't even ask about or request, then they're probably like on commission. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're just a little pushier than what you would think. They're probably on commission. And again, it's been years since I've worked in retail. So I don't know if, you know, the styles have changed or the retail environment has changed. You know, so many things are different in business now than when I was, you know, back 20 years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, I I always want to make sure that like, if somebody is you know, working for a commission or, you know, cause I didn't work retail, but I, you know, I've worked in the restaurant industry for a number of years and, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same lane a little bit. And the respect that like, I think that a lot of people that haven't worked in restaurants, they don't really understand how tipping works and the respect yeah. that like waiters have to pay three to five percent of their gross sales at the end of the night regardless if they made a tip on you or not yeah they have to pay the bartender the bus boy the bus girl the hostesses so on and so forth so you know like just you leaving like 15 percent. i mean that's great that's what's you know kind of standard but i don't think people realize that like if you don't leave a tip then i'm literally paying to work for you yeah 
so you know i'm I'm always like careful to kind of understand the lay of the land, but I've never worked in retail, so I don't know kind of the telltale signs, but yeah, I mean, it's like if somebody's like, "Hey, I'm Christina, I'll be helping you out in the dressing room today. Let me know if you need another size again, my name is Christina. I'm like, thanks, Christina, right, and the but then you know back. her name. do you need another size or another option for black pants?" No, Christina, I'm fine. Okay, great. Can't wait to see what they look like when you come out of the dressing room. And I'm like, oh. Now, see, what you just described to me sounds like you should have been working at the Gap. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. So was this, I'm, I'm interested in this to circle back. Like, when did you try to work at the Gap and why do you think they were not interested? I was 16 years old. I tried to get a job at the Gap at the little mall. It wasn't a big mall. It was a little mall around the corner in North Richland Hills, Texas. I think it was North Hills. Yeah, it was North Hills Mall, not Northeast Mall. Mm -hmm. North Mm -hmm. Hills Mall, I think, has since closed. But Mm -hmm. yeah, and they wouldn't hire me. I could not figure out why. Yeah, at 16, you would think, I mean, that's when a lot, again, like, that's when I got my job at Express. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. That's... They didn't think that I was Gap material. That's funny. So, huh. there was that. Yeah. Yeah, but... and I, I, I just ended up going into the restaurant space versus retail because it paid a little bit more, like, it was harder work, but it... Mm-hmm paid more and I was a greedy, greedy lady back then. (laughs) Well, I think what you said about the same lane is kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's difficult because both of those professions or jobs are not really professions, but jobs are really customer centric. And I am a big proponent of good customer service, but I also disagree that the customer is always right. I think that's old fashioned. And I, I think I get why that saying came into play. I get it. Cause if you have that mindset, then you're really going to try to strive for like customer satisfaction and you know what you should, but it's, a customer is not going to like curse me out. Or something like that. Like a customer and I, is not going to just speak any way to me. And I think in the restaurant industry, you might encounter that more than like the retail industry, which is, I don't know. I, 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 I worked kind of like in a cashier at a, um, a restaurant. It wasn't um, a typical like chili setup. It wasn't fast food. It was like a sit down dine in restaurant that was like family owned. And I loved working there. That was my speed, like being like like a hostess or a server at, you know, like Chili's or Applebee's dealing with customers who'd been drinking. I couldn't see myself doing that. So, but I do see that retail and food service are very customer centric. So they're related in that way. But I definitely think food service is the tougher of the two jobs for sure. I don't want to like stiff someone out of their commission if they genuinely help me. Yeah. You know, like if I get to the register and they're like, hey, who was helping you today? I was like, nobody. When I know Christina was helping me in the dressing room. Like I see people do that all the time. I was going to say, I know. Republic or whatever. People totally do that. But that's what I'm saying. That's like customer, very, you're dealing with like, 
customers and the customer is not always right. Like that's rude. (laughs) It's rude. Yeah. But I think if you're like just a decent person, a decent customer, and you do like hear someone say their name a couple times, you're going to remember and you're going to be like, oh, her, or you're going to point to her and be like, oh, she was helping me. I mean, if you don't remember their name, you know, most people will do something like that. But yeah, it's like be an educated customer. It's like by now you should know how it works. And even if a, a salesperson on the floor is not getting commission, they might be getting some sort of incentive for their sale. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maybe they don't get commissioned on how much their customers spend, but maybe they get, you know, a quota reach is like a bonus or you get an extra like 50% off this top if you have, if your sales for that day meet this amount. So there's sales incentives that people have like that too. So it always like would just behoove a customer to be nice and pay attention to, you know, who's helping them on the sales floor for sure. So what about people in customer service that help out a little bit too much? Yeah, I, well, there's certain stores that I think are infamous for that, like super pushy and like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of the store. Um, I, yeah, can't, I, mean, I don't I, deal I, I with just, that well. I don't deal with that well as a customer. I feel like once I go in and I, I'm one of those people that like, once I see what the limit is on the number of things I can bring in, I want my full eight items. I will pick out 10 items. You know? Yeah. Like I wanna I, I will pick out my own selection of various types of black pants. You know, and I'll even pick out like the size I think is gonna fit and like the size below that and the size above that. And I'll like set the size below and above like aside. Like those are my, you know, I I I, I pre-party before I go into the dressing room. <laughs> and then certain stores, we're not gonna say the name, but they're like, Oh, I was just thinking that these shoes will look so cute with the dress that you're trying on. And then I'm like, oh, gee, thanks. Oh, you're, oh, you're, and then they like guess my shoe size right. So I'm like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll try them on, you know. <laughs> but then they get upset when I don't want the heels. I'm like, I'm not shoe shopping today. I'm shopping for a dress. I have heels at home. I'm not wearing them right now, but I own them. Right, right, yeah. But that's their job. They're supposed to push, you know. I mean, it's not necessarily, uh, it's not a point of sale, you know, you're not upselling at the, like the cash register, but you're upselling in the, you know, the fitting room. And it's a philosophy of retail sales, but some stores, obviously that's a philosophy more than others, because I would love for anybody like listening to us to comment what store you think we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you probably know. Um, however, it's just, it's been a really long time since I've been shopping at an actual store. I do most of my shopping online. Um, Which I find terribly fascinating because like you love clothes, you love shoes. Like I would think that you go shopping like that's kind of your like time away from the house, time for you to do your own thing. So I'm, I'm really curious about the fact that you don't shop. I think. In person. Yeah, I'm. I'm a weird, weird person. Like I'm outgoing and, you know, cool and all that good stuff. But people can just get on my nerves. And I don't like to deal with like 
people at malls, like other customers. I don't really like to deal with the salespeople at stores. Um, I don't like trying on clothes. I think it's like kind of like a hassle. I know brands that fit me. I'm very deliberate about what I buy and purchase. And I, when I purchase things online, I don't make a lot of returns because, you know, I just am very deliberate about what I shop for. And I just love, I just love getting packages in the mail, frankly. (laughs) So it's this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I love clothes and I love shopping, but going out to stores and shopping, it's just not my favorite experience. It's not my favorite thing. Have you always been like that? Mm, No, I mean, I used to, like, I mean, when I was younger, I would go shopping in stores, but you didn't have the option to shop online. You know, as soon as you had, we had the option to shop online, I started shopping online. Like I have been an Amazon customer since the very beginning. Like 2000, wow. 2002, I think I've been at really? Amazon. Really? Back when Amazon they just sold books? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on like the homepage, how long you've been an Amazon customer. Yeah. 100%. I'm an influencer. I'm ahead of my time. I'm an, I'm an innovator. I, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just in, in, into the online shopping. It's my thing. So you love shopping. Right. Like my my husband gets so confused when I'm like, I'm going to go shopping. And he's like, what are you going to buy? I was like, nothing. I'm just going to go look. And he's like, look for what? And I was like, I don't know. I'll see it when I find it. <laughs> and he's like, but what, what, what? And yeah, I can't explain it. It seems ridiculous when I'm explaining it to you. But yeah, I love to go and like look at stuff. Okay. So I do actually prefer window shopping more than I prefer actually purchasing things at an actual brick and mortar store. I'll say that. I still like going there and doing all that stuff. Eh, It just depends on the day. Like with friends, I think that's a fun activity. By myself, I I could do without it. Does that make sense? Kind of. Okay, here's something that's weird. I love to go shopping. I hate to go shopping with anyone. Anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. I I will purposely lose someone in a store just to get away. I oh, hate shopping with people. That's so funny. We differ in that. <laughs> for sure. I hate shopping with people. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I don't really like when... when I like window shopping and like... I like that kind of stuff for people. But like if I have to shop and wait for people, like when we went shopping with your mom, that was fine because I was kind of entertained with my kids and stuff like that. But let's say it was just me and one other person and I had to wait on them to try on clothes and stuff like that. Mm-mm. That's not that's not a good time for me. Mm-mm. Right. And I also like I don't like doing that myself. So me doing it myself. Uh, yeah, that's not a good time for me. But. I do like window shopping and like going to a mall with people versus just by myself. Where and you more like to do that kind of thing by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So like I'm I'm perfectly fine with somebody is like, will you go shopping with me? I need to pick out a dress for this or I need to pick out this for that. Totally fine. If I know that it's all about that person, totally fine. 
But if it's like, hey, let's go shopping, and then like I try something on, and they're like, oh, let me see it, and I'm like, I'm not gonna buy it. I know, but I still want to see it. Then I show it to them, they're like, oh, why aren't you gonna buy it? And I'm like, why don't <laughs> you like, buy it for me? You're like, I don't literally want to talk about this, okay? <laughs> right, right. But yeah, but yeah, but I'm like, if you like it so much, why don't you buy? It? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I get really, really just. I can't think of another word. I get really bitchy. I'm just like, you know. Yeah, I kind of get it. It's like it's not your decision to make, Jenna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Remember, Jenna Jenna's my name for everybody now. So, no, I kind of get it. I mean, I think we differ a little bit in the application of shopping, but I think I get what you're saying about that kind of thing. Yeah, but, you know, especially during, like, COVID – um, you know, I went, what, what was it like four months without ever walking into like a retail store period? Nothing. Yeah. Besides like the grocery store and I could go into a target, but that was it. So when they finally kind of let up the restrictions a little bit and I walked into, there's a retail store called Tuesday morning. It's like discount home goods. Yeah. We have Tuesday. I think Tuesday morning started in Texas if I'm yeah, yeah. So I walked into like a Tuesday morning and I thought I'll start crying because I was so happy to be shopping just to look at stuff. <laughs> I didn't buy anything. I was just happy to look at stuff. I love that journey for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I do have a story. I have a little story for you. Oh, okay. So, you know, I told you about my time at the iconic Urban Outfitters. Yes. Fun store, really just some of the best times in my life. I was um, early 20s. I've got a lot of stories about Urban Outfitters, and we've mentioned some on the show. But this particular story has to deal with a customer. So at Urban Outfitters back in the day, they had a special sales section in the back of the store. And, you know, they sold pretty... Um, they sold brands that were kind of, you know, maybe a little bit more elevated. I mean, they, they, a little pricier than Gap sometimes, like some of their jeans, um, Joe's and some, um, you know, higher end jeans, right? And some higher end stuff. So when the jeans especially would go on sale, it was like a big deal because you could get, you know, a $128 pair of jeans for like, you know, 40 bucks or 30 bucks. So the sales section was super popular for lots, lots of people. Well, probably like once a week or every couple of weeks, there was this customer who would come in the store and she would only go in the sales section. And we used to call this customer Crazy Cat Pee Lady. That was her name. She kind of looked like, if you would imagine, like if Stevie Nicks had like maybe like 50 pounds on her and wore bangles that made a lot of sounds. And <laughs> what how else can I describe this lady? So Stevie Nicks has like the long hair, long wavy blonde, very witch witchy looking, right? Which is great for Stevie very Nicks. Very witchy. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to her outfit, right? 
Right. And there's either like a lot of makeup on the face or no makeup on the face. Yeah. Try a lot. There's a lot of Try there's lot. a lot of rings on the fingers, bangles on the wrists. Bangles that make noise. Yes. Yeah. Frick. And Frick. she's some be- She's bedazzled in like black or jewel tones. Yes. Absolutely. So picture picture that. But so you know, Stevie Nicks a little bit on steroids. A little bit heavier set. And, you know, she would go into the cell section. And the reason we called her crazy cat pee lady is because she smelled like cat pee. She would shop, you know, and and everyone knew when she would come in because you'd go to the cell section and you'd smell the cat pee. And it was just this one particular customer. And again, like she, we, everybody knew her because she'd come in like once a week, once every couple of weeks. Only go to the sales section, but she legitimately smelled like cat pee. And that is a smell that if you have smelled cat pee, you know it, you hate it. You're like, why God did you make cat pee smell so strong? (laughs) It smells like dirty ammonia. It smells like ammonia. Yeah, totally just... But like ammonia that has nothing to do with cleaning product. Yeah, it's the worst. All the sales clothes would smell like that for like hour, you know, hour. It's just like, oh my gosh. Just from her being in the air, like or in the area. So can you imagine? We used to like think about what her home life was like for her to smell like that coming in a store. Like she would just touch the clothes like anybody else. And we, I I think the, um, she would never try on anything. And I'm trying to think if the manager, like, like what she would do, or if we had conversations about what we should do, if she tried to try on clothes, but I don't ever remember her trying on clothes, which thank God, because she would have ruined them. Um, but we tried to imagine like what was going on. And we would just say like, she has to have like 16 cats. You know, she has to be a hoarder. She had, I mean, it just like, there was no other explanation for the way this lady smelled. And it wasn't just like, oh, a gentle waft of, oh, that person smells like a cat. No, 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 no. The whole entire sales area, which was like a nice, probably like, you know, six by six, seven by seven square area of sales clothes in the back corner of the store, the entire area would smell like cat pee, like a boy cat pee, male cat urine. It was just the worst ever, the worst. And that is probably the only thing about working at Urban Outfitters that was like a negative for me was crazy cat pee lady. Did she ever buy anything? She did every now and then. I mean, it was again, always on sale, always on sale. I don't ever remember her trying anything on and she would occasionally buy some stuff. Which, you know, the would she would leave a trail of the smell from the sales area to the cash register. And w- you couldn't help but talk about her. It's just like, it was the worst. And like, how do, how do you get to smelling like that just walking around? Can you imagine? Like, what do you no, think I her can't. home life? I really what, can't. Yeah. What do you think her home life was like? She had to be a hoarder, you know? Well, she definitely doesn't pick up after her cats. That's for sure. No, but how do you, like, do you let your cats pee on your clothes and that's why you smell like that? Um, 
I've, I've I've been in a few homes where they had you know one cat, maybe two cats, but they were not fastidious with changing out the litter box. Uh-huh. And if you aren't, it'll make the whole house smell like cat pee. But I've never experienced a home smell like this lady ever. Just her presence walking. Like she, she smelled like a cat peed on all of her clothing. Ugh. And like did, didn't wash it. Like it, I, I can't. There is no hyperbole when I'm telling you how pungent the odor of this woman was. Crazy cat pee lady from Urban Outfitters. God bless you. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you yeah, got I mean, the help like, you need. I wonder, like, like, did she end up okay? Like, how, how's I she do. doing? I'm like, I hope she got the help she needed. She obviously had to have been a hoarder or a cat, you know, cat hoarder, animal hoarder. I wonder. I do. I wonder. Who did shopping for? I don't know. I mean, we had stuff that kind of fit her aesthetic, but maybe do- i don't i don't know we always everybody we just wondered all these questions what is happening what's going on <laughs> like, like i don't understand cat pee all in urban outfitter sales section and there's nothing like we could you can't spray like anything on the clothes so i think like my manager would like spray air freshener in the area after she would leave you can't really do much because there's other customers, you know, it's just like the worst. I mean, maybe grab like four hangers on in each hand and just go outside and just walk around the block for a bit <laughs> and like shake the clothes out or something. I don't Air know. Belt. Yes. Oh my goodness. That so, sounds like a lot of work though. Can you imagine dealing, like what would you have done dealing with a customer like that? What can you do? That's uh, retail. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing you can do. Ugh. So there you go. Happy to happy to tell you that story. <laughs> <laughs> crazy cat pee lady. <laughs> yeah, I like how you guys named her crazy cat pee lady. Yeah, I mean that's it, it's not by any stretch of the imagination like that. That's what we would call her. That was literally like she just smelled and reeked of cat pee. I have so many questions. Like, what kind of car does she drive? And I don't, Is I don't the know. Car, like, I mean, full of like just junk. Does she have cats in the car? Wouldn't you think? See, these are all the questions that would go through our mind. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like where does do she you have come a from? Does she have kids? Do they know about this? Have they tried to help her? Right. Where do so you live? Questions. What made you come into Urban Outfitters of all stores? Like, yeah, like a very hip, trendy store and you choose to come into Urban Outfitters smelling like that. Like, it was, I don't know. I have so many questions about Crazy Cat Bee Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure if like Urban Outfitters like is still in vogue, but I feel like at that point in time, it was very, 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 very like cool store. Yeah. You know, like you didn't just go into Urban Outfitters, you know? Yeah, you went to like get you some, yeah, the like UO brand. You got some thrifted pieces. You got, yeah, you were going, let me get some low rise, you know, jeans that are, have the perfect amount of distressing that costs, you know, $100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and the other thing, oh, yeah, I have so many questions about this situation. So, the other thing that people should mention is that the Urban Outfitters that you worked out was not in a mall. No. It was in a, 
open air out open yeah. air outdoor retail area that at the time probably had like 15 stores yeah and restaurants yeah and i think probably after this point in time that we're talking about because we're talking about like 2000 2002 yeah like 2003 ish yeah right right and I, I think i think after that point they kind of expanded that particular shopping area but it's not like she was in the mall and she's like oh well while i'm here i might as well stop by urban outfitters on my way to my car full of cat pee no she would come every week or sometimes every other week like she was a regular customer and we would all just cringe. Sometimes we would see her coming. Sometimes we would smell her. Why mm -hmm. yelled? Mm -hmm. Crazy cat pee lady. I hope you're doing okay. I wish you had some crazy retail stories, but you were smart. You didn't work retail. <laughs> well, they will hire me. The Gap wouldn't accept my application. <laughs> oh, Gap doesn't have crazy people shop there. <laughs> well, I shop there, so there's one. <laughs> Touche. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our show. We were so glad to be back with you after our little hiatus. Your bartender. Yeah, <laughs> your bartender. I think next time we're going to be drinking again, so stay tuned. We It might be a little more lively. <laughs> Probably. <laughs>